take a seat with us here on the Front Porch Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to the Front Porch Podcast here on twitch.tv slash worldwide underscore wimpy. Uh, you can email us at frontporchpodcast1 at gmail.com. We're on Facebook page. You can check out the Front Porch Podcast there. Uh, we're on Twitter at uh, Podcast Front. Send us your quick instant messages on there that I will respond to. Uh, same with the email. Uh, we have a Patreon as Front Porch Podcast. If you go on the Patreon site, you can search it or just simply type in patreon.com slash Front Porch Podcast. I think that's everything that we're on, Fred, uh, except for Anchor, where we put all of our archives at anchor.fm slash uh, fred-eater, and then it's at episodes where we'll be able to find the archives of the live stream. So, they're all there. And actually, that's our yeah. first listener comment, is that we're supposed to break those things up, but we have to get them in quickly. But I did read uh, Fred, that from Fred, Podcast Fred, Hackers, and thank you. Fred? Yes. Fred? Yes. Fred? Yes. Who got their education radio? I'm just mentioning that I had the comment, and I am acknowledging uh-huh. it. That's all I'm saying. And it's, it's a very nice feedback. Yes. It and is. so I wanted to well, let them know that... Um, I did see your feedback, and I appreciate your feedback. And you know, we're we're going to. It, they suggested breaking it up. We'll bring them in again later. That's fine. But at least you now know where to find us, and that's good. So, welcome yeah, to the that, front porch. That's a good practice. Way. Yes, it is. Yes. That's a good practice for us to do. They were absolutely correct, and I mean, I was doing that. Fred, you're still learning this whole podcast thing. Yes. You know, even though you've been doing it for, you know, four months, but that's not a lot of time to be doing these things. It's only been since September. September, October, November, December, eh, yeah, right around four months. It's coming up on my four-month anniversary, so. And before I started my own podcast, I had a year of radio school before I jumped into actually managing a podcasting station, which I was then building up with an audience, and we were averaging... Uh, for a school station, you know, mm-hmm. something that we don't go out and advertise, which is there for people to get practice, we're averaging 40 listeners per show. Well, that's very so good. So I, I know what I'm doing. I, it just I takes time to do what we want to do. That's fine. So, Let's do it. Let's do it. But, uh, but pe- people don't have patience these days, Fred. They don't. Especially the people who are close to retirement. They have no patience at all. Well, I, I, I think I'm an extraordinarily <laughs> patient person, but, you know... And close to retirement, I'm not sure what you mean by that. I, I, I say that I retired three years ago. My sister, who doesn't really love me as much as she ought to, said, no, you didn't retire. You fucking quit, you lazy bastard. Okay, well, you can look at it that way, too. Um, anyway, she's right. I'm not 65, so I can't draw Social Security. However, I wasn't going to be able to draw breath if I kept working, did, so did, it was time did to Did you go. not get a pension from teaching? Um, sort of. Yeah, um, and what happened was... Oh, that's right. You you taught in Arizona. Yes. They're, they're, that, that's, that probably sucks. Well, I also <laughs> taught in California. Um, it, it, the way it went down was when I taught in California, I made the mistake of having my first wife. And so when mm. we went our separate ways, there's half my retirement shot to hell. Then I taught for five, six years in Maine and got divorced a second time from a different person. And there was another half of my retirement shot to hell. And then I taught in Arizona for like 13 years and um, there was some retirement there. However, um, had I pulled my retirement and used it as a pension, I would have had just under $400 a month. Well, nobody anywhere on the planet can live on $400 a month. So I said, screw that. 
give me my cash. I paid off all of my bills and then I lived like a human being for, oh, I don't know, six, maybe nine months. It was wonderful. Now, of course, I live in abject poverty and one can say, but you shouldn't. You should have done this or you should have done that. Well, thank you very much. But I had like six to nine months of a life that I always wanted and I was never going to have it any other way. So, no. Well, the big thing is, Fred, is that you're not a dick of a human being. So, I mean, that helps. Well, yes, it, I, I, I like to think so. I, you know, I, I try not to be a dick. So, um, But it's probably time for us to jump into what we're going to discuss today. Um, it's been a big week in politics uh, internationally, not just here in America with all of the uh, impeachment uh, uh, events that are occurring um, in rapid succession, but also... In England, where they just uh, elected Boris Johnson, and I have several friends uh, from England, uh, mostly because um, I'm in some Sherlock Holmes groups on Facebook, So, um, and they're having heart attacks about this, thinking that it was a very mm. bad idea. Wimpy, I know you had some ideas about what was happening in England. Share. Well, first of all, I'm not surprised since the UK parliament and government overall has been under a conservative view for the better part of a decade. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not surprising that Boris won uh, or his party won. Um, But what's surprising more than anything is that certain political leanings and parties seem to not learn from history. As in the reason why the conservatives won was simply because the other party split themselves apart. And this would be the Labour, right? That's the Labour party, Yeah, this would be Labour, Liberal parties, yes. Okay. So the Labour and the Democratic Party there are essentially the same thing, Mm -hmm. except for one's a little bit more extreme in the socialism aspect, but they essentially believe the same thing. All right. But because they split their party... They have enough votes and people to support them to overthrow the conservatives. Mm -hmm. But because they're split, and it's a pretty significant split, it's like a two-to-one split, they lose. Yeah. Because they're too stupid to realize, hey, if we just pick one person, we can win. And it's the same problem that's happening over with the Democratic Party in the United States. And I was just going to bring that up. Yeah. You know, we haven't chosen our nominee yet, but my concern would be... That when we do choose our nominee, um, and by the way, mm-hmm. um, Andrew Yang, 2020, Humanity First, but mm-hmm. he probably won't get it, but he should. But if whenever, whatever nominee we choose, if I have some, some Yang gang friends who are saying, well, you know, if, if Yang doesn't get the nomination, I'm going to write him in. Please don't do that. Um, that that's not going to work. The first priority has to be We need a different president, and we'll get into that in a little while. Um, Yes, obviously, I would like it to be Andrew Yang. On the other hand, my cat just got off of my lap, um, and if if the Democratic Party nominated him, I would urge you to vote for him. Uh, We need someone different as president. Um, We can't have an obvious criminal as the president anymore. Um, I have made a pretty strong case that he is actually working for Vladimir Putin, and uh, th- there has been some discussion recently that Putin may have had something to do with England's election, but I think that may be far-reaching conspiracy oh, theory, if, and I don't no, go no, in no. for that. If, if, 
If you don't think for a second that Russia influenced the UK election at all, well, uh, there's something wrong. And see, I don't know. Were they able to rig it to where Boris Johnson won? I don't think so, but they definitely... If they did it to the United States, they did it to the UK. They're doing it in France. They're doing it in Germany. They're probably doing it in China. Well, you know, because what's interesting <laughs> is that Putin, who is now their president, and he's a dictator, and I think we need to be able to agree on that. I No, he's actually president. Yes, I understand. He's a dictator. Um, he has journalists killed and things like that when they disagree with him. But interestingly... Um, Putin was originally the head of the KGB when it was still the KGB. I forgot what they call it now. They changed the name. But basically what we're dealing with is a guy who is as good a spy as one can possibly be. And why would I be surprised to learn that he is interfering in the elections of other countries? I know that most countries try to do this in one way or another. But he is doing it with all these really horrid, surreptitious means, and uh, so it wouldn't it, 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 it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, with human beings. Well, and it and it wouldn't surprise me in the least if he did screw around with uh, the the uh, British election. But I have no evidence, and so I won't make a claim that I can't that I don't know I can support with significant evidence. So, um, uh, yeah, but I do. Believe if you're a Democrat. If you're a Democrat and should your chose your preferred nominee not get the nomination, would you still vote for a Democratic representative? Let us know Front Porch Podcast on Facebook. Just leave us a message there. Uh, we'll respond back to you and asking you why or why not. So that's the big fear: is that should the Democrats pick someone who is dis- divisive, which mm-hmm. is politics? That's what it is. Right. That's what politics is. Is is the divisiveness in society. How many of those people will be apathetic and decide not to vote? That's the first or, problem. Or vote for an independent who's going to skew away the actual main votes because that's what happened with Hillary. Mm-hmm. The independents fudged over in very specific districts where she could have won. Yes. In swing districts, they voted independent. Right. And... That's what lost her the and, election. You know, let, Not- let, let's be clear. I would love it if we lived in a country where a third-party candidate really could win. Um, I would like to see us have five or six parties that all have a legitimate shot at winning. I would like a country where there are, isn't represented government. It's Everyone mostly has smartphones or a computer or some way to be online. You, you carve out 15 minutes during a workday for everyone to vote on their computer yeah. every single week. Yeah. Why can't that be done? Um, I, feel, I am confident that if you did that, somebody could hack the hell out of it. Um, it's one of the reasons that I... They hack the hell out of our stuff now. I know. What's the difference? Well, okay, but let's not make it easier. But I agree. I If it were up to me... And actually, if it were up to me, um, mm-hmm. November, what is it, I think, 7th, 8th this year? I don't know. Um, whatever election day is, um, that's a national holiday. Nobody works. Everybody gets to go vote. And um, that's, you know. I, but even that's not going to fix the problem with voter turnout. No, but you know what? It would, Most people are just going to stay at home. Well, okay, fine. But I'm giving them every bloody opportunity to do it. And, you know, now, you of course, that. I vote almost invariably um, ahead of time. They send me my ballot and all that, and I just 
you know, I sit at home and I do my research to make sure. I mean, I know what I will do about president, but then there's this uh, proposition and that proposition, and I want to know what the hell I'm doing. I don't want to vote blind. So I sit on the computer for an hour or so and go through all the props and, yeah, this is good, that's bad, so that I make an intelligent decision. And then I send it in. Um, Mm -hmm. We need to do that. We need to have cell phone voting. We need to give everybody every chance in the world to vote. And by the way, um, young people, and I was hoping that one of my young friends was going to be joining us today. I'm sorry Scott didn't make it. But young people, I beseech you to vote. Um, Yours are probably, you you have the numbers uh, and you also have the future. I'm I'm not going to be here by the time that the climate. Your friend Scott is in chat. Ah, good. Hey, Scott. Um, Scott, you got to vote, man. You got to vote. Okay. Uh, it's absolutely essential. And then you got to get all your friends to vote. Uh, we need that desperately. Um, Fred, you have the numbers. Fred, um, I, I know you, uh, and I don't disagree with this sentiment you're conveying about the importance of voting, but I'm a person that w- has voted in the past and I'm deciding not to vote again ever simply because I do not think any political member of a party represents me. So it's more of a... Yes, I can philosophically uh, think along similar lines, or I can can respect the way you do things, but really, you're not working for me. You are working to get votes, to stay in office, to make money for yourself and whomever paid for your... Uh, election, uh, your your uh, candidacy. The lobbyists, the PACs, the dark money. I understand yeah. that. Um, however, I will remind you of one of my favorite lines from Rush. If you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. And but here, here's, here's the thing, what Fred, you're going to do by not voting, and I agree. Look, here's the thing. I am never going to get exactly what I want in a candidate. Mm -hmm. If Andrew Yang ran, you know, if he got the nomination, that'd be as close as I'm ever going to get. But Mm -hmm. if I don't get that, and I say, well, I can't have what I want, so hell with it, I'm not voting, um, then what I'm basically doing is handing the election to, and, you know, it's one thing, if we were talking about Bush or or Reagan, okay, that's all right. They can win, and, and I'll live. But... In 2020, we're talking about handing it over to a dictator. Um, they are already talking about, I'm not kidding, Mike Huckabee was on, I forgot where, but he said that he is already working on the 2024 election campaign because uh, President Trump was cheated out of three quarters of his first term, so he gets a third. Um, we're shredding the Constitution, and we can't let this guy stay this isn't just i disagree with you you know i disagreed with both of the bushes i disagreed with reagan but they weren't dangerous i am oh reagan was absolutely dangerous not he wasn't he wasn't working for putin the whole political spectrum as it is now was directly reagan is directly responsible for it well i didn't like his trickle down economy somebody who was just famous because if you look at at him as a governor for California, yes. he was terrible for California. I'm not a big fan of Reagan, but I didn't. I wasn't afraid of him. I didn't think that but he was actively working against the interests of our country. 
But because people knew his face, and he was he was an emissary for the big big corporations. That's where you saw all the deregulation in '86 of businesses, and we've never had more recessions in in history as a country because of that. You had your recession in '86. You had a recession in '88. You had another one right before. Uh, Clinton took office. You had two with Bush. You you had one large one remaining from Bush with Obama. And now we're looking at another projected one because of the philosophy of no business regulations. That's That okay. was all caused by Reagan being a puppet for the big corporations. Okay. And they knew they could use him as a puppet because he was known for being a spokesman. He was a salesman. Yes. And that's what we have in office. Uh, didn't I say that, Fred? Yes. When but here's my spent, question. He's a salesman. Let's assume for a minute. And look, again, I'm not a fan of Reagan. I'm not going to defend the guy. I am going to say I don't think he was evil. I don't think that he... I, I don't think that he was intentionally trying to hurt the country. But here's the question. Okay, um, I'll grant you that our government is essentially broken. I have no argument there. But my question has to be, um, what do we do about it? I, you, you no longer have representation. You give everyone an equal vote because we don't have that now. We have the Electoral College, which weighs more toward rural areas. You have high money influence and lobbyists and super PACs. And all of that, throwing money at candidates that represent them versus the people. As soon as you give away the representation power, you give power to every individual. All right. So you that's, want to restructure the, the entire polit- political system. Which one of I, us is the well, idealist? I would eliminate the political system completely. You still have judges. Okay. You, you have to have judges. You can't get rid of those. But you get rid of the representation parts of government. You get rid of the senators and the representatives. You get rid of the president. You keep all your bureaucrats. Because as soon as you give the power for people to decide what happens to their lives, they tend to use it. Versus this illusion of choice and security that we have now. Because that's what it is. Your rights, quote unquote, can be taken at any time. An argument that George Carlin made mm-hmm. that there, the list of the Bill of Rights is just a list of privileges that, that can be revoked at any time, at any point, on the choice of the government. By argument against the people for Second Amendment, the I have my guns, the government's not going to take them. Well, you know who's going, who they're going to send to take your guns? The military. But then you support the military. It's it's the conundrum of the illusion of choice. You could pick a side. But the other side contradicts the side that you picked on other issues. So you're this mishmash, confused, idealistic, political style of society has dumbed down and or made people so apathetic to the system that it's broken. And no matter who you pick in, who's still a part of that system, it's not going to fix it. Fred, if you break a wheel and you use the same axle that's broken, you're not fixing the problem. I agree. Now, but here is the question. Okay, I first off, let's get it on the record. Wimpy was being more idealistic than I am. Um, I want that on the record. But it happens. I know, Fred. It's amazing. I was going to say, I, you're supposed to be the realist, and what you just described was more wildly idealistic than, sense, my, right? than, than my Star Trek economy. I don't it deny that it, sense, there is though. there is a logic to it. Yes, I would. Pr- the problem with it is that uh, Devo said it like. 
what, 35 years ago. Freedom of choice is what you've got. Freedom from choice is what you want. People don't really want to have to choose. Um, It's one of the reasons that religion can be so lovely. I don't really want to have to make moral choices. Moral choices are difficult. This is good, that is bad, and I know because it's here in these Ten Commandments and my preacher told me, all done thinking about it. What should I do politically? I don't know. My president told me this, that's enough for me, I'm done. Okay, they don't really want to have to think. And so if we were to do it the way you're doing it, I like the idea, right? I I, I think it's a great idea. Everything is voted. And I think we now have the technology, or we could certainly develop the technology to put something like that into place. And I think it would be a great idea. Um, The problem is we have to get people to be intelligently engaged. The function of public education. Yes. Yeah, the function of public education was that, you know, Jefferson and Madison knew that an uneducated mob is going to bring catastrophe to our country. And now we have destroyed public education sufficiently that we really do have a largely uneducated mob. Fake news. And I I actually saw somebody on Facebook yesterday was telling me that uh, Adam Schiff had made up a fake phone call between Trump and uh, the president of Ukraine. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. I understand we're all going to defend Trump and a fake phone call for Christ's sake. The president released the transcript himself. But we are so completely transcript. And I don't deny that. I would love to see the real thing. I'd like to hear the recording, which I understand is locked up in in some server that you know it, in it, russia well right <laughs> no it's it's actually uh in in ukraine but anyway um but no it's With hillary's in, servers right no but no it's in this top secret <laughs> server where we only put you know uh uh, uh you know heavy duty top secret stuff why it's there i don't know but the point is do you agree with wimpy's policy let us know at uh, Front Porch Podcast one at gmail.com. Send us an email. Fred, I want to continue this conversation, but we do have to take a short, quick break ah. here. Uh, we'll be back here in a couple minutes with the idea of philosophical differences between generations, since we've got the OK Boomer thing going on the last oh, couple yes. of weeks and, and how amazing all of that is. Here on the Front Porch Podcast here on twitch.tv slash worldwide underscore Wimpy. It's all so clear, you're coming down Try to keep your head above the gray clouds I'm sorry, uh-oh Have a thought or a conversation starter? Frontporchpodcast1 at gmail.com or tweet us at podcastfront. <laughs>